The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network. Now on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, this is the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Nagy, the coaching staff, and Bears management. The Bears Coaches Show is brought to you by Whitley, CBAs, and consultants, and sponsored by Advocate Healthcare, Hilton, and the Village of Bedford Park. Now from Hallis Hall, here's the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak. And a pleasant good evening, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Bears Coaches Show brought to you by Whitley Financial Advisors, a partner with the Chicago Bears here for the next hour talking Bears football and good evening coach Matt Nagy how you, how you doing? doing good how are you doing okay we'll hear from Vic Fangio later on in the program uh, let's talk things over about yesterday and look ahead because uh, there's gonna be so much focus this week uh, you, you have your hands full uh, quieting all the masses about this game aren't you a little bit yeah, but that's, that's okay. You know, our, our guys uh, talking about yesterday, um, you know, it was, a, it was a tough one for us, but I, I appreciate the guys battle until the end. And, and uh, sometimes you have those type of games. So we, uh, we lost the turnover battle and uh, we were a little inconsistent throughout the game, but uh, overall our guys will learn from it. We'll grow from it, get better from it, and get ready for this week. Uh, what are your points of emphasis uh, from that game to your guys when you get them together tomorrow? Well, ball security number one is you you, uh, you got to protect the football, and uh, when it's wet out, you really got to focus in on that. Uh, and then just um, I think just being a little bit more consistent in our play throughout from start to finish. You know, um, starting a game there, the second play with a pick six isn't isn't how you want to start it. But then you know, with that happening, I thought the guys kept their composure throughout and uh, figured figured out a way in the end to battle till the very end and give us a chance to win. Because there was all sorts of things that happened right away, whether it be the, the kickoff muff to the interception you said there, uh, all, all sorts of things just not settling in. Was your job different yesterday out of all the games you had this season? How were you working the sidelines uh, and working the, working the fellas? Yeah, it... it, it um... It was a little different, um, but nothing too crazy. You know, uh, the, like I said, the biggest thing is once there is that turnover early in a pick six, um, the nice thing is that, you know, you have the whole rest of the game to, to regroup and it's only, you know, it's seven, nothing. And that's what I like about our guys is, you know, we, we, uh, we, we had a couple three and outs offensively, defensively in the first half, the guys were playing really well, forcing a lot of punts and, uh, you know, had good field position. And so that, that part was good. Um, and then we got into the second half and that's where I thought, you know, we started out um, giving up a touchdown there that first drive and then they got a touchdown on the next drive and there just wasn't much rhythm on offense. And, and, uh, but we, we did enough in the end, had a good day on special teams and uh, you know, came down to that fourth down in overtime. Everything had to go exactly right for that. Even to be a possibility. Uh, it, it does uh, give you another teaching point to your guys though, that anything is possible. I think you even touched on that a little bit, uh, but you know, onside kicks. I think that's on the seventh all year in the league recovered. Yeah. So yeah. your odds were against you. Sure. You know. No, but, it wasn't. And and um, yeah, I think it's below thirty percent chance of of getting that. But that's why you do it. That's why you have it. And and uh, uh, our guys executed it to perfection. And when that happens, now now you get the ball. You got a chance to go down and score. You know, I, I know we were talking about it because it's it's that temptation. You're right by the end zone, and you go for the field goal instead. Yeah. So, you you know, is that a temptation? Yeah, it is. So well, close? when it's a temptation is when you're that close. Yeah. Uh, and because you're you're right there, and, you know, really the right, the right move is to kick the field goal. You have to get points because if you don't score, it's game over. So we went ahead and, and uh, got the points, and we felt like with the amount of time that was left on the clock – 
we could go ahead and still kick the field goal, get the points, and then just try for that onside kick. We got it. And then we, you could see right there that we, uh, you know, guys caught the ball. They got out of bounds. That was a big throw and catch by uh, by Chase and, and Tariq there down the sideline. And then ultimately got a pass interference and then had the uh, the, the touchdown play. Yeah, the clock was working yeah. in your favor. It was was plenty of time. Yeah, it plenty was. Of time. And the, the guys did the credit to to the guys on offense for uh, for executing that. It's not easy, and there's a lot of things that can happen, a lot of things that go on. And uh, I thought they did a great job with that. How do you maintain your calm as a play caller in those moments? Well, that's what you have to do. Is you have to re- remind yourself to just stay calm. There's a lot of things that are going on outside of you. You can hear all the noise. You can hear the excitement. You can feel the excitement. But I have to stay composed and make sure. And that's why. Uh, if you do it the right way, you try to prepare days ahead of time or the night before. You play those type of situations. What if? What if? What if? And so that when you do, when you are presented with an opportunity to make a call, you can at least get close or try to get close to those situations. Now, don't jump on me, but you literally go through all those very specific scenarios. You play call for every single possible scenario. No, no, oh. not every single one. But a lot of them are are more. Um, you know, fourth down, and then with a particular okay. distance. That's where you get into your, when you know you don't have another call. Uh, it's either fourth down or nothing. So you try to play those out, and then you got to play it out, too, where you're out in the field. So that's where I'm saying if if, if you have, if you're at the, it's fourth and goal from the 15-yard line, that's hard. That's one of the hardest play calls in football. If it's fourth and goal from the two-yard line, that's a little easier um, you're, because you're closer. Uh, if it's a two-point play, uh, is what what has happened throughout the game? Have you shown, you know, it's easy to sit there and say, well, you got the whole play call sheet to call this play, um, but now you're at the end of the game, you've already run that play, so what's the next one, right? What's 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 play B and play C, and so uh, that's where you start playing around with some of the choices. How often, and maybe you don't want to talk about it, but how often do you, if a play is working? You trusted to keep on working, and how many times do you call the same play over and over? Again? Yeah, no, there's there's some coaches that that won't repeat a play, um, or maybe they'll change a personnel or slightly change a formation, uh, and and so for me, I think it's more of an opinion on on where you're coming from, who's running the play. I'm okay with repeating plays. I probably don't do it as much as some, but uh, but I I certainly think that in the game, if you feel like you're you're feeling good, we repeat we repeated plays yesterday. Uh, and so, and, and if they're working, then why not keep testing it, right? I think it's your fiduciary responsibility, and that, that's what we do sometimes. It must get, uh, give you some um, respect for those that came before you in league history because, uh, you know, you think of the great teams, and they knew it was coming, and they still couldn't stop it, repeating over and over and over again. I think of, uh, you know, plays the Bears have run in their history or the Lombardi sweep, you know, you knew it was coming, but sure. nobody could stop it. Sure, yeah, no, it's uh, sometimes we as coaches can outthink ourselves and we think it's about the plays and not the players. And uh, and and so when you repeat plays and you see it really is about the players. The last play, if Chase had time to set his feet and throw into it, did you feel Taylor had beat his man? Could that have been a touchdown after well, looking at it again? Well, it could have been, but again, that's that's a credit to their defensive uh, um, coordinator, James Betcher. He he called a cover zero look where they were going to bring one more than, than what we had. I thought Chase did a good job of stepping aside and at least giving us an opportunity to make a play or get a pass interference. And the the DB made a good play, and um, you know we 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 had an opportunity. Uh, it didn't work out for us, but. 
uh, in that situation. I thought the I thought the guys on offense did a good job at least giving us a chance. The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues. And in the backfield, Akeem Hicks. He takes the hand up and he is in for the touchdown. Touchdown Bears. Fridge revisited. Akeem Hicks punctures the goal line. Look at and the, the Bears have the lead. Akeem's got that baby rocking under his right arm. He's not giving that bad boy up ever. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no spikes, no nothing. <laughs> but boy, is that fun. Back at the Coach's Show with Bears head coach Matt Nagy. And the Chicago Bears Network presents Inside the Bears, brought to you by Verizon. Anthony Adams and Lawrence Creed cover the world of Bears football on and off the field every Sunday night at 11.05 on Fox 32 Chicago. Or watch anytime at ChicagoBears.com or on the Bears official app. I happened to be walking to the bus from the booth as he was walking out of the locker room to the bus. So we had a little conversation. And, you know, even in defeat, he had a big grin on his face. I mean, that was, that was something. And um, at one point of the broadcast, we had another situation, you know, right near the goal. I, Give it to him again. Why not? It works. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. No, it was uh, – we, we've had some fun with that the last couple of weeks. And uh, in that in that situation, I thought it was a, a great, great opportunity for us to uh, to punch it in with him. And uh, I went back and watched it uh, this morning and just <laughs> – we got to work on his ball handling a little bit. He kind of reached for that ball. We got to be careful. That's right. He yeah. didn't accept it. No, he took, he it. took it. He took it. And uh, he's a tough man to tackle. So uh, I was I was happy for him, happy for the guys. It was a much-needed touchdown at that time, and, and uh, we had a little fun with it. Yeah, and, and let's be clear. I mean – you're not doing this just for, uh, you know, for kicks. This is this is serious football. They're, they're, you're utilizing assets on your roster. Roy Robertson Harris is on the field at the same time, big body to block, and it gives you other options moving forward to use different personnel and use the same personnel but in a different way. I mean, that that's the whole point of this. Without a doubt. And, you know, that was a big play that we needed at that time. That wasn't something where we were winning by 14 or 20 points and, and uh, uh, just to just to have some fun, that was a much needed play, and that's the one we went to. And and again, we we've practiced that, and uh, um, you know, uh, Akeem's done a great job at at you know going in there and being ready too, because a lot of times guys aren't ready. So we we made sure that he was ready for that opportunity, that situation, and he did it, and we executed it. What would make them not ready? Just coming off the field and getting yeah, or, teach, being coached up for something sure, else? Sure, yeah, they could be watching. They could be watching the you know looking at the video or the cut ups of or not the cut ups, but the pictures of uh, the previous series, depending on how fast it is. And and so uh, our coaches did a good job on the sideline and getting them ready to come on down there. And, it, and I turned around and he was ready to go in. Now, do these guys have to attend a little bit of the offensive meeting when they're involved? That's some of the best times of the week, to tell you the truth, is uh, they get a little knock, knock, knock uh, every morning uh, if, if, it's a, uh, if it's a play that they're in. And then I walk into the defensive uh, – team team room and they all turn their heads to look at me and then I go ahead and give them numbers a number call and if their numbers called they come on into the offense and then they get an applaud in the offensive meeting room and and uh and then you know depending on the play they'll either get shushed out of here and by the offensive guys and they'll tell them to leave or they'll they'll cheer them and say all right let's go so depending on the play but they have the guys have fun with it and um we we as coaches have fun and and uh you know you want it to be productive uh, safe to say we'll probably see that guy in there again. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. That's for sure. Six tackles, a sack, tackle for loss, two quarterback hits, and a pass breakup. In addition, uh, the day for Akeem Hicks. I mean, we could we could talk about guys all we want, but that guy's playing at a, a very high Pro Bowl level. He really is, and, and we appreciate that. And 
Uh, he's such a such a, a big guy, very athletic for how big he is. Um, he's really growing as a player. I think his he's becoming really well-rounded in regards to the, the different styles of play, whether it's stopping the run, um, batting down passes, sacking the quarterback, making tackles for losses in the backfield, uh, chasing down screens. He can do it all, and and that's a big, huge, huge part of our defense. And I think you can see that, especially the, the the first three plays of that goal line stand until they had that fourth down touchdown. Those first three plays, not just that came, but that whole that whole defensive line, man, they were penetrating, getting to the other side, and they made they made it really difficult. And and again, I'll keep going back to it. This is a team that just they don't just get so many other teams will just give an easy rushing touchdown in that situation from the one yard line, and we don't do that. We the same thing happened in Miami against the Dolphins. Now, both games we ended up losing, but you pull those instances and you use that to teach it for us down the road here. Uh, Hicks, in terms of Saquon Barkley, said, man, that that kid is legit. That was his quote. He says, you feel him when you tackle him or you attempt to tackle him. And that's coming from a guy who's a monster at 336 in there. So uh, you had to, you're on the field level watching him run. And he even says every time he touches the ball... Uh, I feel I can score, yeah. and he runs that hard. He does, and and it's uh, he's got a ways to go before this comparison hits. But he resembles the way he runs, style wise and speed wise, as a Bo Jackson, and he he he's just such a a thicker body, thicker legs. His he's got tree trunks for legs. I mean, they're and but they're so strong and powerful. You can see him jump. You know when he jumps in the you know in the air, uh, he can beat you with speed. He, you know, he can beat you with different moves and that's why he was chosen so high this year in a draft. And he's a very quality type person, human being. And, and, uh, um, they, they, you know, he's a, he's a heck of a player. Some of these guys, you can only bottle up for so long. And you guys did overall, they had nothing going really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, really yeah. nothing going until he had that run right before. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what he can do. And that's what, that's what good running backs do is, uh, and, and and good rushing teams as they can go ahead and and every now and then um, pop one and and so that's what that's what he did and this isn't the first time he's done that now he's he's uh, he's been doing that all season long and we knew that and like you said I think our defense did a really good job uh, there was one or two plays I think that they went back and uh, we got to learn from it. Now more of the Bears coaches show with head coach Matt Nagy on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. WBBM. Shotgun snap. Hand off to Burton. To Cohen. To throw to the end zone. It is caught for the touchdown. Anthony Miller from Tariq Cohen. And Matt Nagy pulls another trick out of his bag. And an extra point away from tying it as time expires. Yeah, we, we, we get a little excited. Yeah, we get a little excited. Uh, is it weird hearing it that way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Break down the play. Well, it was a, uh, again, we've had some plays now. Um, we call them in the incubator that, uh, that we practice and they just kind of grow and, and, uh, and we feel like when we have a good opportunity to call them or run them, we will. And again, credit to the players for executing it. And they, they, they covered, uh, the number one option, which was chase. And those guys made a play. I mean, 29, uh, Cohen made a, a great throw 17, Anthony got across there and and uh, got open and and he made a I mean a heck of a throw in that situation. Uh, even Cohen, you know, right after the game, we interviewed him uh, on the field. If his options are taken away, he goes, "Well, I got I got a lot of thinking to do. What happens?" 
Yeah, no, there's a lot of things that can happen when he has the ball, and he has a lot of thinking that goes on, but that it's good thinking. So uh, those guys ad-lib, and, and you want the ball in your playmaker's hands, and uh, I think you saw that there in the, in the fourth quarter. Twenty nine, uh, Tariq was having a, a, a great fourth quarter, making a lot of plays, and he, he was almost uh, he was in the zone, and that throw that he made – to, to Anthony Miller uh, was a was a great throw. That's not an easy throw. And in that situation, on the run, the way he did that was really good. Yeah, I mean, it was right, right yeah. where anyone else could get it. So I don't know if you're aware of this, but he and Jerry Rice. Is that right? Are the only two players to catch at least 12 for 150 yards and throw a touchdown. In wow. A game. Yeah. Tariq Cohen. Yep, that's great. 5-7 Tariq Cohen. That's it. Yeah, yep. It doesn't crazy. surprise me, though. Um, <clears throat> a lot of different... Action, you know, with the with laterals and reverses and whatnot. When is there a maximum time a lateral pass can actually work to success and get to a receiver? Do you do you run out of time ever? It depends on the type of uh, you know reverse or lateral um, toss back, whatever you call it. Uh, I think everyone's a little bit different, and it depends where you're doing it at. Uh, there's some some that are executed where there's a double reverse and it happens so quick that guys don't know where the ball's at. There's others, you know, the flea flickers, you hand it off, he tosses it back, and then you see the one that the Giants ran against us. So they're all a little bit different. Uh, in terms of the snap, and Cody in the preseason changed uh, at you guys' uh, coaching mm-hmm. technique, and, and, and as an ex-quarterback, did you ever take snaps like he does now? And how, what is that like? Is there any difference in hand adjustment for quarterbacks or anything different? No, there's nothing different. It's it's the same coming back. Uh, it, there's really no difference there. Um, I think yesterday, uh, you know, when in a, in a normal, completely dry situation, those don't happen. And unfortunately, it was a little wet out there and, and just the way they were, you know, coming back and just with uh, the, the, the ball uh, security just wasn't there in some of the snaps. You guys did practice it, though, oh, yeah. later in the week, which yep. is good. Do you, yep. do you like sticking in a bucket, or what do you do? Well, you can, and there, there was the one day where it was raining, uh, so you just go ahead and practice outside in the rain and get used to that. All right, looking at this game coming up, uh, obviously the top team in the NFC. You guys are in the top four of the NFC yourselves, so this is a headline matchup. It's why they moved it. Uh, so let's break it down a little bit. Um, I don't know what you're going to tell your fellas. Probably save that for them uh, as you start the week. I mean, last week it was focus. Um, I would imagine this week is don't let it get too big. I mean, because there's going to be a lot of national media coming in, really for the first time, where it's going to be major attention. Sure. And this may be the rest of the season this way. Sure. Yeah. And and, and that's that's uh, that's a good thing. We like that. Uh, I think we we understand how to handle. How, we'll understand. We've been through now a couple national televised games, which is good for us. Uh, but you don't want to make this. There's there's that balance of trying to say, okay, listen, we know it's an important game. It's going to be on on prime time Sunday night, and there. And, but th- that's fun. That's that's what you want. Um, now, how do you corral that, and how do you make sure that you don't make it too big of a game? Because when you do make it too big of a game, then you don't play the game you're supposed to play. Uh, that's my job to make sure that throughout the week um, I send the right message to these guys so that they're prepared as best as they can be. That's our coaches' jobs to do the same thing. And then the players have to take responsibility in knowing um, that from here on out, no matter who it is that we're playing, every game is going to be the biggest game of the season from from the rest of the way here. So, um, so ultimately, nothing's changing. No, nothing's, nothing's changing. changing. No, no, nothing changed from 
for us, uh, the environment's going to change, and there's going to be a feel to it, and it's going to be a home game for us. And so that part will change. But as far as how we practice, as far as how we prepare, we're not going to prepare more because it's the the Rams uh, than we did for the New York Giants last week. That all stays the same. And and whether it's it's a, a Sunday night game, a Monday night game, or a Sunday game at, at 12 o'clock, it does not matter. we got to go control what we can control. Aaron Donald is out of his mind at the moment. Mm-hmm. Eight and a half sacks last three games. He had none and one hit in his first three games. He's got 16 and a half sacks. Is he almost unstoppable at the moment? The way he's playing right now is uh, is on another level. And if you don't respect that and you don't appreciate that, uh, and and coming from an offensive coach's perspective, you gotta you gotta know where he's at on every single play. Um, the other thing that's that's uh, relevant and important that you see with him is that he's making big plays at big times, and and so he's always his motor is always going. Uh, doesn't matter whether he's double teamed or triple teamed, uh, he he he's still able to to get in there and make plays. Uh, but the last several weeks now he's been very opportunistic with um, with with sack fumbles and turnovers. And just this past weekend, I mean that was a close game with Detroit the whole way through until he made a play. And he made that play, got the sack fumble, and kind of flipped the game around. What do you think of their offense real quick? Well, their offense is, is really good. I think uh, Sean McVay does an amazing job of of scheming you, uh, of putting his guys in great situations. He's built a great relationship with his quarterback. His players completely trust him. They trust what he's building. They trust his scheme. They trust how things fit. Um, and when you win, it, it helps. And they're doing that. They're, they're a complete team. Uh, I really don't want it any other way. I think it's a great opportunity for us. You know, it, it, let's, let's respect our opponents. Let's let them come on in here to Soldier Field. And let's have a little fun. The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy and this hour featuring defensive coordinator Vic Fangio. Brought to you by Whipley CBAs and Consultants and sponsored by Athletico Physical Therapy, Verizon and Miller Lite. Once again, the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak. Eli Manning takes the snap. Big rush by Hicks and a better by Floyd, who hammers Eli down to the ground. And that's sack number two this season for Leonard Floyd, who has three steps in a big hurry to get to the quarterback. Huge sack yeah. right there. The last six games, very active for Leonard Floyd, and that was uh, a big play right after uh, another sack, I think, before that or after that. Vic Fangio back with us. Uh, and, and last six games, Leonard, I know everyone wants to focus on the sacks, but he, he's making a lot of progress right now. Oh, definitely. I mean, the first four games, five games, you know, he played the first three games with a cast on his hand, had no use of his one hand. And to be honest with you, just a little disappointed in myself to even let him play as much as we did. But uh, he wanted to go, and he gave it a good effort. And then his first game out of the cast, he was a little hesitant to use it, you know, freely the way you need to be able to. So I don't think we've seen him play the way he's capable of until the last like you said, five or six games. Yeah, we we did an interview with him before the game, uh, leading up to the game, I should say, and he said, yeah, I I I felt like myself through all that time. Now, you know, whether or not he's he's thinking like you're thinking, you're you're a coach and you're you can see things differently, um, but it seems only natural that you would be a little afraid to let it loose with that hand. Yeah, I, I'm talking about the first game or so yeah. when he was out of the big cast and had a smaller protective device on it 
the first few games when he had the big cast on, he was trying everything, but it's not easy to play football with one hand. Yeah, so I, I'm expecting a breakout rest of the season for, for Leonard Floyd just because it just, you know, the steps, I, his strides are so long, he gets there in a hurry. Yeah. You know, Roquan's that way in, in a different way. You got guys that close quickly on your defense, don't you? Yeah, those two guys that you mentioned and some others um, can run, and when they see it, they can go get it. All right, what is your evaluation of yesterday? Uh, just very disappointing loss. You know, we uh, played extremely well in the first half up until the last two plays. We should never have let them get that field goal at the end of the half. And then, um, you know, we gave up the reverse pass for the touchdown. And, you know, we had a, a period there where we just didn't play as well, you know, and we had a chance to win at the end of the game and gave up that field goal, you know, after the first play run that uh, Barkley broke out of there that we could have played a little better. And, you know, that's the way it is in the NFL. You don't get many mulligans, and um, you hopefully don't pay for your mistakes, but we did pay for ours yesterday. Uh, I just out of curiosity on the Beckham touchdown throw, uh, because he's so good with the ball in his hands, does it put everybody on edge a little bit? Because could somebody have hit him? Well, um, it's like everybody hesitates. Like they now treated him like almost like a quarterback, don't touch me type of thing. It just looked that way. I don't know. Yeah, it looked that way a little bit, but I think some of it too was because he's so elusive, they were afraid to miss him. But uh, we were a little tentative at going after him there for some reason. We could have done a little better there. Breakdowns have not happened often. Um, was it something they did? Uh, on the on this day in the, in the, to the secondary that had a few breakdowns. Well, on that play, we um, you know we just vacated the middle of the field, which we shouldn't have done, and um, you know and we paid for it. The Bears Coaches Show with defensive coordinator Vic Fangio and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues. Shotgun, Manning takes in trouble. Down he goes. Sacked down the play. And brought down by Khalil Mack back at the 40-yard line, his ninth sack of the year. And Manning, the victim of his 400th career sack, and it's a big one on third down, and they now will punt. Yeah, that was a big sack in the game. Uh, make sure you step by the Miller Light, Chicago Bears' ultimate tailgate to enjoy food. $5 Miller Lights, music and games for every age. Located at the Field Museum Terrace, the ultimate tailgate is free and will be open two hours before through one hour after every Bears regular season home game. Sorry, I had a cough. I got a tickle in my throat. Vic can't get rid of it. Two weeks now. Anyway, uh, the Bears Coaches Show rolls on as we get ready to meet the L.A. Rams. We'll talk about it with Vic here in a moment. Uh, let's just go back a little more through the game yesterday. Uh, and just in general, any particular reason why you guys have been so stingy in first half of games? It's an NFL low, 75 first half points allowed. You're going to win a lot of games if you continue to play that kind of stingy football. I know it hasn't, you know, happened in the second half necessarily, but to get that head start where you can do things a little differently in the second half defensively when you're on the lead and so forth, has that made a big difference? Well, it definitely helps um, the whole team when you can – hold the other team down early in the game, especially if your offense isn't clicking, um, particularly on the road, um, to go out there and hold the fort for everybody. And um, our guys have come out ready to play most of the time. What did you think of uh, the tackling yesterday when you knew going in you were going to need all eyes on Saquon Barkley? 
You know, the tackling overall wasn't too bad. It's just that the ones we did miss came on his two of his bigger plays. So they stand out. But overall, it wasn't too bad. Don't want to throw him too many bouquets, uh, you know, even after the fact now. But he's going to be around a while. Um, I heard players say, and if I'm not mistaken, that you thought he maybe looked a little bit like a Barry Sanders type of back. Um, Matt Nagy was just on earlier in our program tonight, said he reminds him of Bo Jackson. Dom Thayer says he's got a lot of tendencies and qualities of a Walter Payton, given how hard he runs the ball. Where where do you envision him becoming one day? He's a hard guy to compare to somebody because um, he runs like a back who's 195, 200 pounds with his speed and elusiveness, but yet he's 230 pounds, so he has the power to go with that. So I really don't remember a back that combines all those qualities that he has right now. You know, in a time and place when everybody only wants to talk about passing games, there's still there's still a home for a great running back to lead a football team, not only last week with the Giants, but now coming up with Todd Gurley. As a defensive coordinator, do backs scare you as much as great quarterbacks? Really great backs. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't mean to say anything scares you, but you know what I mean. The running backs are the easiest guys to get the ball to. You just have to turn and hand it off to them, or you can throw something short to them. So... If they're really that good, like these couple guys we saw yesterday and are going to see next week are, it's easy for them to get the ball in their hands. So they are a problem. The goal line stand that nearly was uh, complete at the end, uh, not the end, but when um, Manning was hit and he threw to a wide open uh, Odell Beckham, the, the fight and the fire and the desire, is this coming from you and your philosophy or you got just guys that are going to lay it out out there every time, every snap. No, that's a reflection of the players. Um, certainly we emphasize that, reinforce it, like it, uh, try and coach it. But ultimately it comes down to the players, and that's just the type of guys we have. Because, you know, even Matt said, you know, some teams, they just, they just hey, they're that close, they just, they just give it up. You know, you guys don't give up an inch. Try not to. You know, and we've got some big guys inside and Goldman and Hicks and the other defensive linemen and, you know, we're going to put up a fight until they get it in. Kyle Fuller's on fire, too, in terms of seeing the football as a as a member of the secondary, sixth interception, tie for the league lead right now. Um, we, we've talked about him several weeks now, but is he really coming in with his own right now as a, as a, corner, a top flight cornerback in this league? I think so. He, um, he's been the beneficiary of a lot of hard work. Um, he's committed himself to being the best he can be. You know, he's come through some tough times in the last few years, ever since he's been here, really, even his rookie year when, when we weren't here. So I'm, it's good to see a guy come through all the adversity and reaping the benefits of a lot of good work. The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy continues exclusively on the home of the Bears. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM. Our remaining moments with Vic Fangio, the Bears defensive coordinator, as the Bears get ready to meet the L.A. Rams. Uh, wow, they're balanced, huh? They, they really are. They, um, you know, most people think their best players, their running back, been... And they, yet they throw the ball extremely well. They got two receivers that will get over a thousand yards if they're not already there. And um, Gurley's got about, I don't know, sixteen or seventeen hundred yards from scrimmage right now. And um, nineteen quarter, touchdowns. Yeah, and the quarterback's running it very efficiently, and and they do a great job. They got a great scheme. They do a great job calling it, and uh, 
It's a huge challenge. What's the essence of their scheme? Uh, they they uh, make everything look the same. Both run and pass. They're, I don't want to say old school, but they're under center more than any team in the league. Still, they don't go to the shotgun as much on the early downs. And they're an old-fashioned run and play action pass, and they do a good job of making it both look the same, put the players into a uh, bind, you know, as far as determining run or pass, and and they're really good at it. Because so many teams aren't gunned, is it is it make a defensive player? Is it is it unusual almost to see a guy under center that much? And is it make them stop and think for that? Well, it is a little unusual, just in that, you know, it's hard to believe you'd say that, but yeah. uh, there's just not as <laughs> Many teams spending time under center as much as they are, and um, and they're really good at it. Uh, I, I know he's not on your side of the ball, but uh, do you admire the the uh, the excellence of a player like Aaron Donald? Yeah, he's just such a great player. He's, and I think the thing you admire the most besides his extraordinary talent is he's a relentless player, and um, you're in for an all-day sucker if you got to block him. And uh, which makes him a great player, coupled with his tremendous talent. Gurley versus somebody like uh, Barkley, types of player. Any comparisons, con- contrasts? Um, they're similar in that they are v- very important to their offenses, and both from a obviously carrying the football in the running game and also receiving it in the passing game. So from that standpoint, they are very similar. Um, obviously, um, Matt is using some of your defensive personnel on offense. Do you get a kick out of it, especially when they do something like Hicks yesterday? Do you yeah, I, you know, I think it's good. You know, um, keeps things fresh, um, brings the team together more. I believe. I'm still looking for somebody on offense that can maybe help us on defense, <laughs> but I have yet to find that guy. <laughs> Keep looking. I know you'll uncover every rock, so you can do it. Well, good good luck on uh, Sunday night. We really appreciate you coming on. It should be a, a fun night, a fireworks show on both sides of the ball for both teams. So good luck. You're welcome. Thank you. That's Bears defensive coordinator Vic Fangio. All right, that's going to wrap up our show tonight. Bears and Rams Sunday, 4 o'clock pregame, 720 kickoff from Soldier Field. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great night. This is News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM WBBM. We'll talk to you next time.